I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. Top-notch quarterback of the Bears, the Lions, the Chargers. He's been there, lends his first-hand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. And he's been really good this year. And you can find us on the Radio.com mobile app iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and wherever you get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can find them just by clicking at the top of the home page. It says, click here for the latest podcast. It'll take you right there. You can start it in your car, wherever you're at. Check it out, KramerandBrill.com. So let me introduce to you my friend, my colleague, and my co-host, Eric Kramer, with Week 10 in the Books. Take a look at how we did. It was a week of upsets and more cardiac finishes in the NFL, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. This is when the NFL really starts. It's fun. Right in the it's, middle part of the year. You got it. Big guys had big days. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Derek Henry, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott, uh, Amari Cooper, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and the Steelers defense. Of they were course. All, all solid Steelers for defense. you. You bet. I'm not going to miss that one. <laughs> so let's get right to what we did for you. Uh, we said to ride Lamar Jackson and his 223 yards and three touchdowns and 65 yards rushing and a TD. That was also a perfect passer rating. We were right on target there. We couldn't be any better. Probably the best athlete in the NFL who also plays quarterback. Yeah, amazing. Just amazing the way he played uh, this weekend. The way he's played all year. Uh, we also like Kyler Murray and 324 yards and three touchdowns for him was solid. We like Josh Allen uh, against the Browns with Eric saying he would probably go- be good for a, a rushing touchdown. Try two plus 266 on the, in the air. Uh, Jameis Winston was solid as was Ryan Tannehill. What are the pair of scores? We like both of those guys to start. Eric was high on Derrick Henry, 188 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He was the best on the day. We definitely liked Aaron Jones, and with three scores, he made your day, as well as Ronald Jones, who had eight catches on eight targets and a rushing TD. Nick Chubb was solid with 116, Josh Jacobs, 71 and a score. I mentioned to start Christian uh, Christian Kirk, definitely, 138 and three scores, tops on the day. And while we were surprised at Darius Slater's second straight big game with 121 and a pair of touchdowns, we said uh, both Tyreek Hill with 11 catches and 157 and a TD and my Michael Thomas with 13 for 152 were not going to be a surprise. Eric really liked James Washington to take off on my lead following a month ago, and 6 for 190 and a score paid off. I like tight end Mark Andrews, 6 catches, 2 touchdowns, that was solid, as uh, were Kelsey, Howard, Doyle, and Hooper. Dalvin Cook, 97 yards and a score along with 7 catches. Prescott had 397, 3 scores, and the INT at the end of the game on a Hail Mary. Can't be falling for that. While Cooper had 11 for 147 and a touch. On the defense, Pittsburgh stood out again as tops on the week with 4 picks, a defensive score. Held the Rams to just 3 offensive points. The Rams scored, they rest on defense. The Ravens killed a two, but they did it against Cincinnati. So uh, DK Metcalf was solid in Seattle, six catches for 70 yards. We said to stay away from David Johnson. He had zero points. Mm. Ryan Finley, 167 and a pick. Oops. Philip Rivers, who had three picks. Jared Goff against the Steelers had two. Austin Eckler, 19 yards, although he, we didn't see Melvin Gordon rushing for one, over 100. We didn't like Gurley, but he did have 73 very pedestrian yards. And we did like uh, Samuels with uh, 29 yards uh, plus three catches. I like Beckham, and as did uh, he caught five passes. But more than that, more than that, I said his targets would increase. I was really adamant about that last week. He had 12, which was his high for the season. And we said Juju Smith-Schuster was a wide receiver, two at best, six targets, three catches, proved us right. Eric, 
Surprises, Lots. disappointments. What do you, I, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> one, the biggest one, I think, is the Bears actually won a game. Uh, it's been a while. And they obviously not offensively, but due to their defense playing well, they won the game, and Matt Stafford not playing also helped. And the Browns miraculously won a game also and beat a good Bills team. And uh, the Falcons over the Saints, I did not no, see that, that was happening a shocker, wasn't at it? all. Yes. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees said it best that after the game. It's like every way you could possibly affect a game in a negative way, we did that turned the ball over, we didn't convert third downs, we just didn't play well offensively or defensively to win this game. The Vikings over the Cowboys surprised me, because mm-hmm. the Cowboys have been playing solid yeah. these last few weeks, and the Vikings have too, but I did not see that happening. They really stuffed Zeke. They did, and that was their mission, and they did it. And then uh, I think the Seahawks game for me was the best game of the weekend, um, I did get to come home last night and see them in overtime beat the 49ers, which I thought was encompassed the game. This the overtime encompassed mm-hmm. how the game was played. And uh, the 49ers, despite not having Kittle, despite not having um, uh, the receiver who they – the one that picked up from – Oh, Manuel uh, Sanders. Manuel Sanders yeah. from Denver. Um, you know, I mean, they were still in the game for a good long while and had a chance to win it late. Just had missed a kick. Um other severe disappointing <laughs> game for Where me. Where were you this weekend? <laughs> NC State, after I went all the way back there to watch them play Clemson, decided to show up with the intramural football team, not their own, <laughs> and lost 55-13 to to Clemson. And I sat down and watched score after score after score, and I looked, turned to the person next to me and I said, you know, that was a long first quarter. It's twenty-eight nothing. He goes, no, no, that's the end. Of, so that's the end of the first half. He says, no, 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 that's the end of the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so, it and was where'd a bad, you go to school? Bad weekend all the way around. <laughs> I did go to NC State. Yeah. So this was supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, revisiting the game in which my senior we beat Clemson back when they were ranked somewhere in the top ten in the country. We beat them, and then this was hopefully, uh, you know, reliving that moment, which didn't turn out to be no. the case. Is that going to be it? No, that's my rant. <laughs> <today>, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look at the injury front. A big one here. Saquon Barkley got banged up. Rush for only one yard. Ouch. Atlanta Falcons running back Devonta Freeman did not return versus the Saints due to a foot injury. Detroit Lions running back Ty Johnson concussion. Indianapolis Colts running back Jordan Wilkins an ankle. Pittsburgh Steelers wide out. Ryan Switzer sustained a back injury. Uh, Matt Stafford in Detroit was out. Uh, you want to keep an eye on all these guys going forward. Austin Hooper sustained a knee injury, so you need to watch him as well and what about this one Patrick Mahomes comes back after an injury and throws for over 400 yards and lost and the Steelers held Cooper Cup without a catch back to Patrick Mahomes some of these guys as I just as a player watch them do their thing like Barry Sanders and others and they literally guys like Patrick Mahomes can fall out of bed Mm -hmm. and throw for 400 yards not a big deal it's just that the guy's amazing if he's in the game if you're on your fantasy team, play him. Yeah. What about Cooper Cup? Yeah, well, I don't get that. Because I, I think as, you know, he's the one guy for me with the Rams that their whole offense revolves around. Yeah. And if he doesn't do well, they don't do well. But what's the guy throwing the ball apparently is part of that equation as well. Yeah, and has Jared Goff's just not having any kind of year this year. And to score three offensive points. I mean, they score. They almost won the game, you know, but they only scored three points. As much as I would like to say it's – 
because the Steelers are that good defensively, and they are, but I don't know that they're that good. I mean, they're enough to hold the Rams to three points. I don't. I don't get that one. It's a tough one. Trending down this week, got Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Trending up this week, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the Steelers defense, Darius Slayton, Odell Beckham, Derek Henry, Melvin Gordon, Daniel Jones, Christian Kirk, and James Washington. So this is our eighth bye week. So missing from the action are the Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, and Tennessee Titans. So if you have guys on those teams, you want to replace them as early as possible. And that's why this section is so important, the waiver wire. So let's go to the waiver wire, the players you should be looking at this week to possibly pick up. Now the big player to watch is Wayne Goldman. Again, for, yes, for the, for the Giants. If, if Barkley <laughs> cannot go, Brian, uh, it's going to be Wayne Goldman. Brian Hill is someone you should definitely be looking at in Atlanta. He had 61 yards and a score in the air, so he's no slouch. And with Freeman nursing an injury, he is uh, looking really good. So keep an eye on, on Freeman, and uh, that'll tell you whether you need to pick up uh, Brian Hill. In Detroit, it's Matt Stafford is out. Take a good look at Jeff Driscoll for at least a bye week play. Also, take a look at J.D. McKissick if you need a bye week runner with Ty Johnson sitting. Also, take a look at the tight ends for Indy because with T.Y. Hilton still out, the running backs on the tight ends are making more of a splash for targets. Darius Slayton should be a hot commodity this week after uh, proving that he quickly is becoming a red zone target for Daniel Jones in New York. Mm -hmm. Kenyon Drake in Arizona, definite pickup if available. Now, we like the Andy Isabella as a dynasty find last week, but after three more catches and 78 yards, I think he's a player to get. James Washington in Pittsburgh, if he's available, should be on your radar. No doubt. If you need a bye week quarterback, you definitely should be looking at Ryan Tannehill and Brian Hoyer. Another player to watch is Tony Brooks James. That's the Steeler rookie running back. He only had 11 yards on six carries, but he looked really good, got some opportunities, and he had a nice run back uh, run called back. Uh, also, Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. Uh, both backup tight ends in Atlanta are worth watching for reps, but not much else. If he's available, a bye week look at Randall Cobb, whose six catches for 106 of the score were a sign of possibly things to come. With George Kittle out, Ross Dwelly had two good games, and he's definitely a player at tight end coming up with three catches last week on seven targets, and they do face Arizona. So let's get to the games. Talking about Thursday night, let's start there. Steelers at Browns, a rivalry game, and the first of two against the Browns for the Steelers in a short time period. They must keep winning to be in the hunt. Mason Rudolph stepped up last week, but then again, so did Baker Mayfield, and he began targeting. Getting Odell Beckham, which could be good for the Steelers' ball hawking defense, which picked off four passes last week and is averaging two, averaging two plus uh, takeaways a game. Now, if Connor's good, go with him. But if not, Jalen Samuels also looks good. But take a look at Tony Brooks James too, just this week. But we, I really like James Washington again Ditto. this week on the Browns. I don't like Makefield, but I like him better than in previous weeks. Beckham is iffy but playable, and of course Nick Chubb. Uh, but if you have some better options. I'd consider them running back just this week. And especially with Kareem Hunt in the mix, uh, he also may be one to look at. I agree with you. And I I have not seen – Baker Mayfield play decent last week. I don't see him doing that two weeks in a row. No. He hasn't done it all year. So that's why I don't really I, – I like how you like Odell Beckham in that he was targeted more. But with 12 targets and only five catches, that just doesn't equate that that's going to – you know, it's not going to amount to really yards and touchdowns and catches. Especially when you're playing an aggressive defense that's got a good pass rush. I agree with it. So Nick Chubb, I think, is good. But I think um, Kareem Hunt here could, you know, bite into some of Nick Chubb's I think uh, so too. yardage. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to help them as a team having Kareem Hunt win a game. But uh, this might not be, be the week that they do it. 
Bears at Rams. You're up. Well, I think the... Hey, you uh, notice we start with the Bears and the Steelers' first two games? Yeah, That's I cool. Like it. yeah, All right. It's almost like this was planned. By uh, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think the Bears, um, I'm going to be going to this game and uh, taking a few folks. And it's going to be hard for me to watch if they don't win. So kind of like with the NC State, it's possible that they don't win, but they're playing a Rams team that offensively is doing nothing right yeah. now. The Bears happen to have a solid defense. They're coming off a good game defensively against the Lions. Um, Jared Goff's not having a great season, and so I think the Bears have a shot at this one. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has yet really to have a good four quarters of a game. Turned a corner a little bit this game, but uh, you're right. Slightly, the, four, the four corners weren't Slightly. There. And he did, if you think back a month and a half ago, he had a similar type of performance against the Washington Redskins that also resulted in a win. But, um, you know, they're not going to win. They're not winning games yet because of him. And that's why I think I'm a little nervous predicting the Bears are going to win this game, but the Bears are going to win this game. Uh, do you trust Trubisky this week? I don't. Okay. I, don't I don't trust him. He hasn't really done anything to earn not just my trust, but... His own teammates trust, the city of Chicago, the fan base. I don't think anybody. I think the only person that believes still in Mr. Trubisky is Matt Nagy. Well, I'm there with you. I, I do like Montgomery in this game. And for the Rams, uh, um, uh, even though Cup didn't catch a pass last week, yeah. uh, I think he's back on target this week. And I really like Reynolds this week. Reynolds is kind of developing. He's that big receiver that's coming along. And he sort of replaced Robert Woods because Robert Woods isn't catching passes either. He did True. one call back last week. And I'm not going with Gurley at all. So I just don't like uh, Todd Gurley at all this week. I was 73 yards last week or 74. Uh, they're a real pedestrian. I mean, he had, I think he had 20 on one run. Yeah. So that means on all the others, he only had 55 right. or so. so. I, I agree with you on Cooper Cup because I think they're going to go into this game having him not have catch, caught a pass last week at all. There's going to be some plays designed in this game plan this week and in practice specifically to get him. Yeah, anti-Bears plays. Well, and he's too good not to get involved yeah. that way. Falcons and Panthers. Anybody in the Panthers? Good start, beginning with McCaffrey and DJ Moore, who's nine for one twenty was solid, and as was Greg Olson, eight for ninety eight. Kyle Allen against a porous Atlanta D is also a consideration. Mm -hmm. Atlanta really surprised New Orleans' tough defense, and the Panthers D sucked against Green Bay. So I would lay off the Panthers D this week and uh, ride Matt Ryan and Julio Jones again. Brian Hill at least worth a flex play, as is Calvin Ridley. But watch the NFL injury wire on Austin Hooper with a knee injury, and look for Jaden Graham and Luke Stocker to get some more reps this week. Now they may not you know, get a whole lot of action, but they see which one gets more reps uh, when you read your NFL wires. Yeah, and, I, and you mentioned Matt Ryan. I think he's solid every week. The Panthers' defense, they've had some good games, but they've also get, gotten blown yeah. out in a couple. So uh, I think the Falcons, uh, offensively, there's a lot of good players and a lot of good choices there. Cowboys at Lions. Lions uh, finally got T.J. Hawkinson involved late in the game. He had nothing in the first three quarters, had three catches in the fourth. I'm not sure about him against the Cowboys, but if Stafford is out, I would start him. I, You know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I do like tight ends with new quarterbacks that are playing. Uh, you're going to start both Galladay and Jones. I went with Ty Johnson on the men. McKissick might be in the play. Uh, Jeff Driscoll showed he could play a quarterback. 269 yards passing, 37 rushing, and he even had a six-yard catch. So <laughs> it does it all. Uh, Cowboys got to play Dak, and I'd start Zeke against the Lions. 
Lions for sure. Cooper and Cobb are solid as well. If Stafford doesn't play, then the Dallas D is a uh, go-to. Yeah, and I, uh, us, Cooper, uh, uh, Mari Cooper had a great game last week and, and Randall Cobb as well. So I think they're they're going to build on that. I think, uh, you know, Dak Prescott has been solid every week and offensively Zeke is going to rebound, I believe, from last week's uh, performance where the Vikings have a good defense and we're very much zoned in yeah. on stopping the run. I mean, especially down around the goal line. It was like they were they were on him. He had so many runs that didn't go anywhere. Not at loss, but just got to the line of scrimmage. Jaguars the Colts. Jacksonville coming off a bye. Everyone looks healthy except for Westbrook. Start Fournette Minshew along with Chris Conley. Uh, for the Colts, keep an eye on Brissett. If he can't go, Brian Hoyer came back to earth after a three-interception day. The tight ends both look like possibles, but they both play. So it's up to you uh, who you like better or who's available. Uh, Mack had an off week, but 74 yards was still good enough to start. Zach Paschal and Chester Rogers are both plays at least as a flex. Yeah, and I I agree with you. If, if Brissett's back, I think he's playing, or when he when he was playing prior to getting injured, he was playing as good as any quarterback in the NFL. If he does come back, I don't think it's going to take a week for him to get going. I think he's he makes good decisions. Uh, he, he audibles well at the line of scrimmage. He gets everybody involved. I think if he comes back, it's going to mean good things for everybody offensively with the Colts. Bills at Dolphins. Josh Allen continues to impress both with his feet and his legs. So against uh, Miami, I guess feet and legs are the same, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> One's attached to the other. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, you know. The, okay, so he, he, he does continue to impress with both his arm and his legs. Let's Correct. put it that way. Yep. So against Miami, this might be one of your best starts ever. I'd pick him up to start him this week if he's available. I like all the receivers this week, and even though he had an off week, I like Devin Singletary. Now, since uh, kicker Jason Sanders was the leading fantasy scorer for Miami last week, I'm not liking much here against Buffalo. Uh, Ballage uh, did get 20 carries. Uh, as we said, he would get volume. So if you must... You should use him, if only as a flex play. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is kind of hit or miss. For me, he's a miss. I, I think in, in you want a guy, in my opinion, that you can count on to go two or three, four games in a row and be solid. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, just for some he's not well, there. He's just not there. Not, not at this point. And I don't know that he ever has been. He's gotten off to like a great start like he did last year and then just bombed. And I think, you know, he's kind of that kind of player right now. So I'd, I'd stay away from Ryan. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys, uh, start him the first four games and then dump him <laughs> or trade him, <laughs> get something for him, you know. Right, right. Uh, Texas at Ravens. This is the game of the week. Deshaun Watson against Lamar Jackson, two go. of the top three most dynamic quarterbacks in the league you and a very it. good Baltimore defense against the pedestrian Houston defense. Well, I'm taking Watson here and for Jackson to finally falter. Last week he was perfect and there's nowhere else to go but down. Uh, I like Ingram. I would start Mark Andrews on the Texans go with Hopkins, Hyde, Fells, and uh, even Will Fuller, although keep an eye on the injury list uh, even after a bye week. If he can't go, then Kenny Stills and even Duke Johnson are good flex plays. I would not sit the Baltimore nope. defense, however. Nope. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think Baltimore uh, is the more dominant team here. They're just too good everywhere. And uh, uh, although I do think the Texans are offensively going to do okay and keep pace with them to some degree, but eventually they're going to start making some mistakes or a better way to look at it, probably the Ravens' defense mm-hmm. is going to cost them. But uh, uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson and everybody tied to what he does is going to do well. And if you happen to have Lamar Jackson, congratulations. Yeah. You know, I want to mention something about that because in my main league, my, my dynasty league, we've been around for 13 years, the guy who has Lamar Jackson is 10-0. and 0. No doubt. 10-0. and 0. 
And he started the season cutting other good quarterbacks and just keeping Jackson. I said, what are you doing? He said, we'll see. <laughs> He's 10-0. I'm in second place, 7-3. So, anyway. Uh, Broncos and Vikings. Denver coming off a of bye week. So, everyone is rested, and they will start Brandon Allen at quarterback. I would shy away from him unless you consider volume, and he will likely be playing from behind, and that means throws. So, if you're in a coin flip situation, it might be wise to pick him. Drew Locke now is on IR. Vikings look good against Dallas, and Cook, Diggs, and Cousins are all solid starts. Missy Johnson is at least a flex play. Madison, worth a look as a flex play in a bye week. Uh, Kyle Rudolph may be ready for prime time again with his four catches and two scores looking red zone dependent. Well, you know, this Drew Locke on IR, what did he do to get, I I got it, a a thumb injury on IR. The guy's barely been on the field. And I think that's kind of, you know, um, Elway, I think, someone has to start looking at what he's doing. Yeah, you know, and they haven't had a good quarterback there uh, since Manning. Manning's first year there. Yeah. So I, I I don't get what's going on there. They're they're kind of rolling through quarterbacks right now, and apparently right now is Brandon Allen, Paxton Lynch, uh, who they had somebody else in there too. Keenum, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just you know they've gone through, and you know it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time running a club who can't find a quarterback. And he goes out and gets Joe Flacco. You know, and maybe he's thinking Flacco's a transition to get me to the next year when Locke's ready to play. But, like, a thumb injury has Locke on IR. So, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's an, you're right. I think they kind of need to look at that situation. And uh, maybe someone pulls John aside if they, if that's possible. Because he's part owner of the club. So, I mean. Well, know. yeah. I, I would think so. I mean, because right now the Vikings are about as hot as anybody in the NFL. And uh, the Broncos have to go to Minnesota to play them. Uh, I, I like the Vikings' chances in this one. And obviously, their passing game is doing pretty well, as is Dalvin Cook. Ugly game of the week, Jets at Redskins. Jets look not bad. <laughs> There's against always the one, Giants. right? Yeah. Jets look not bad against the Giants, and the Redskins are coming off a bye. So they had a win last week. Uh, uh, Darnold uh, looked better than he was has in a while. Le'Veon Bell was down to 22 in the offensive involvement with only 34 yards and four catches on four targets. Against the Skins, though, he is a start. Uh, Darnold worth a look if you have none better. Jameson Crowder is a start, as is Demarius Thomas. I'd uh, go with Adrian Peterson uh, after a week off, giving another week's rest as uh, well as Terry McLaurin. But with Dwayne Haskins at the helm, that's it. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm really iffy on McLaurin even. Uh, now, if you think volume is the key here because he might throw from behind, don't bet on it. Not this time. Now, with the other game we talked about, yes, but not this one. I think, like you said, this is so... Uh, you can't predict any of these teams is going to do well fantasy football wise. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't, uh, there's no consistent performers in there. There's a guy that'll show one week and not the next. But I'd stay away from everybody in this game. I like Bell because he had an off week last week. It wasn't really an off week. It wasn't a good week. I think he had like 16 points or it's something. It's kind like of a week he has every week. Yeah, right? it's, well, he's had worse. You know, he's only had like one better, I think. <laughs> I, I, I just can't figure, I mean, how do you only give the guy 22 touches 
you know, or potential touches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it does just doesn't work for me. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Hey, just think if you were a Jets fan, how it wouldn't work oh, for you then. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Saints at Buccaneers. Saints will rebound if Sean Payton has anything to say about it, and he will. Drew B. Uh, Breeze will light up the Tampa Bay defense and look for Michael Thomas to have another huge day. I like Jared Cook, and I'm iffy on Kamara only because he's been iffy all year. Uh, for Tampa, I might take another gamble on Winston this week at Evans, but uh, even though Ronald Jones has been good lately, uh, I'd be a little bit wary of Ronald Jones. Well, this is where, okay, this is where you got a decision to make if you're a Jameis Winston owner, because they're going to now play a very good Saints defense who's coming off a loss in which they got exposed a little bit um, mostly offensively against the Falcons. So I I wouldn't be afraid to play Winston here because he's had a couple good weeks in a row. Mm. And apparently something with that, something's working there in Tampa Bay for them to start, you know, scoring points, winning games. I like them against the Saints, um, but I, I'm still nervous because the Saints got a very good defense. A lot of teams who've been playing well going into playing the Saints, at least offensively, have come out on the short end. Yeah. So I'm not so sure about the Buccaneers, but if you're thinking, well, will Winston do it this week or won't he? I would bet he would. You know, and I. To me, Winston is the riverboat gambler mentality this week. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, even if he's bad, he's going to get you some points. It's how many points and how many interceptions he's going to throw because those interceptions take away those points. Yeah. And fumbles, too, you know. And he does have a tendency to run some, and the fumbles are there. Yeah. But, no, I, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I, I kind of, if, if I was, uh, especially in a toss-up situation, I would definitely go with him uh, But because I, I think he's going to get some, uh, he's going to get you some volume and some points. It's just how many. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, if I'm Jameis Winston, mentally going into this game and preparing all week long, my mindset would be obviously to be as during the week of practice as efficient with my decisions as I can and going into the game, my my goal would be to take that onto the field on Sunday and survive the first half. Mm-hmm. Get to where you're in the second half and you're still in the game because you don't know what New Orleans is going to come up yeah. with um, offensively the break, in the yeah. first half yeah. and then eventually after the break. Right. So if you're in the if you're within a touchdown or even 10 points you've you've got a chance mm-hmm. so just don't make sure don't create the scenario where you don't have a chance for the second half Cardinals at 49ers. Niners defense strong here, but then again, lately so is Kyler Murray. Uh, I'd take the Niners defense, obviously, on this day, but look for Kenyon Drake to do well. I believe he's a started RB, and I do like Christian Kirk against, uh, again, despite the not liking Murray this week. Uh, he'll get enough to get the job done, let's put it that way. For the Niners, hard to recommend running backs, but Debo Samuels and Kendrick Bourne came alive. They're both worth a look at after strong games. And keep an eye on Emmanuel Sanders, who went out with a leg injury. Uh, we definitely like uh, Garoppolo here as well. And you know, I I like the 49ers. The fact that they somehow lost to the 40, to the Seahawks last night, and then you know their perfect season is now over. But uh, they did it with George Kittle on the bench mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Sanders not playing. And so yeah, I I like them to rebound this week. The Cardinals, I'm like you. I think Kyler Murray's playing kind of consistently now and can be somebody that can be counted on fantasy football wise because they're playing in San Francisco I still like the Niners to win this game and I like the 49ers to do well fantasy football wise and I think their defense the 49ers are one of the elite defenses in the league mm-hmm. that may have a chance of shutting down Kyler Murray this week. yeah I think they do Bengals Raiders. Uh, Finley will be better this week. Uh, he's the North Carolina State. <laughs> much worse. You're right. Uh, if you need a bye week guy, 
And especially if you have nothing to lose, you're not in a hunt for the playoffs, you're in a spoiler role, whatever you are, I'd grab him and start him. And in a dynasty league, I'd definitely take him. I also like Derek Carr to rebound, and what's not to like about Josh Jacobs. Joe Mixon finally showed up with 114 yards on 30 carries, but that was certainly due to try to take the heat off Finley. So 30 carries. I mean, come on. Uh, let's see if it works again. I don't think it's going to. Tyler Eifert is a definite starter. And for Oakland, I'd start Renfro, Waller, and Williams. I think they're all good to go. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the obvious play here is the Raiders are likely going to win this game and probably by a lot. And I think offensively, they've been solid every week. Uh, Derek Carr is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Everything is just running efficiently through him right now, which, as you mentioned, makes everyone else, like Waller, Renfro, Williams, all good plays. But I do think Finley is going to rebound, not only this week, but he think about it. He's going to be playing now for the rest of the year yeah. for the Bengals. And he's, in my opinion, going to be getting better every week. I think so, too. And he's got some good talent around him. Mm-hmm. Just there, you know, Can they find, find out? Uh, or can they get that offensive line to mesh and play well together? That's the tough thing to do late in the season. Yeah. Patriots, Eagles. Patriots coming off a of bye week. Robert Kraft uh, is taking now, talking now about how he wants Gronk back I for the playoffs. You. And now that might not translate to much uh, to fantasy, except for you fan of the world. But it is interesting to note here that my colleague sitting right across the table from me has been saying this all along. Gronkowski is coming back. He said eight weeks. We're getting, we're not that much past that. So we'll see. Eagles also coming off a bye. So two rested teams going in opposite directions. Carson Wentz may be ready to bust out and both Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are plays this week. Uh, you can't bench Ertz either. The uh, pass defense is a go for the Pates, uh, for the Patriots, and as is Sanu, Dorset, and also Edelman. Yeah, um, and here we go. I mean, now we're into the part where, okay, the Patriots are playing a tough team in the Eagles who, uh, you know, potentially can break out. They, the, the Eagles obviously played well against a couple weeks ago against the Bears. And I, you know... I thanks for bringing this up because I do think Gronk, Gronk is going to come back for this late, you know, playoff push that the the, the Eagles or uh, the Patriots are obviously going to be in. So mm, I don't. Uh, nobody really, as always, stands out for the Patriots fancy football wise week to week. But other than their defense, and so I think the Eagles uh, are, even though it's being played in Philadelphia, I do like the Patriots here. Um, but I think fantasy football-wise, there's not much to like really on either side. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, you know, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the fan duelers. Of course, uh, you know, most fantasy seasons end at uh, week 13 or 15 going into the playoffs. Uh, and, but, you know, for us, we'll, we're going to keep it going because we have fantasy players, people that are fan duelers, you know, who, who uh, they, they need to figure out what's going on for those teams that are in the playoffs. And it's going to be interesting to watch Gronkowski, especially if he comes back. I mean, it, it definitely is going to be interesting to watch. So, finally Well, they will definitely, if he does, and if and when he does come back, they will have a go-to guy in clutch situations. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, and that's what they've needed. Their tight end situation this year has been not good at all. Monday night, Chiefs at Chargers. Now, this is a strange game as we look at uh, since there is a lot of weird stuff here. Mahomes will throw for a lot of yards, but to whom? Tyreek Hill, definite start, as is Kelsey. For the Chargers, I have to like Gordon this week, but who else? Keenan Allen, I think, will be solid. Hunter Henry, too, but Rivers and Eckler, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're benches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, how Austin Eckler's season just nosedive. As soon as Gordon came as back. As soon as Melvin Gordon came back. It, which, you know, and, and the Chargers, everybody thought, along with the Bears, hey, this is potential Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. But 
nothing has happened really for the Chargers and the Chiefs, like you said, with Mahomes back now. And even if he's somewhat healthy, that makes everyone else on the Chiefs uh, a, a likely start as well. All right. There you have it. Uh, Fantasy Week uh, football podcast. Join us uh, each upcoming Tuesday for a look at the upcoming NFL games. You can find us on radio.com, the mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and wherever you do get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, kramerandbrill.com, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page. You can find them there, usually the last six. Or you can just, on the homepage, right at the top, it says click here for the latest podcast. That'll take you to the podcast site where they're all listed, and you can just uh, uh, check them out there. And just all, it's one click. Uh, well, it's two click to get get it started and uh, you can just listen in your car on the way to work or, or whatever you're going to do so uh, wherever you find your podcast just check it out kramerandbrill.com this podcast is the property of brill productions and any unauthorized use such as charging for its contents is strictly prohibited we do encourage you to share the podcast for free however for eric kramer i'm bob brill join us next time for kramer and brill a fantasy football podcast